What is narcissistic personality disorder? You see, you've probably heard the word tossed around a lot. You've probably heard, oh, you're such a narcissist. And you've heard that tossed around to different people as slang or as a way to degrade another person or a way just to be like, oh, man, you're you're an asshole. You're just such a narcissistic asshole. Like, you'll hear that as like an adjective or a verb or a noun just saying like, hey, this is how a person is. This is how they're interacting. But in reality, what actually is narcissism? You know, it's not just the person who's being an asshole. It's not just the person who's being a jerk. There's a little bit more to it, a lot more to it, when you get underneath the surface about narcissism and narcissistic personality disorder. Narcissistic personality... Let's try that again. Narcissistic personality disorder is one of the four cluster B categories under the DSM-5. And I'd like to read it off to you. That way you have a clear idea of what narcissism is and how it applies. So with narcissism, and I'm looking at the DSM-5 right now, with narcissism, the diagnostic criteria, there's nine things that go underneath the diagnostic criteria of narcissism. The little blurb at the top says, a pervasive pattern of grandiosity and fantasy or behavior, the need of admiration, lack of empathy, beginning by early adulthood and present in a variety of contexts, as indicated by five or more of the following. So there's nine characteristics underneath the topic of narcissistic personality disorder, and a person has to have at least five or more to be considered, like, diagnosed. We're not on this channel to diagnose people. We're not on this channel to say, oh, you have narcissistic personality disorder. We're on this channel just to bring awareness, to help people understand what narcissism is, what narcissistic personality disorder is, and how it, it, how it, it shows itself on the day-to-day, how it shows itself in the relationships. And as I read some of these, there might be some of this aspect that'll click in your mind of like, wait a second, the person that I was with actually acted like this, or the person I'm with now is showing these attributes. Or you might be listening today and you're like, wait a second, that actually sounds like me. Maybe I need to start looking into this to figure out what's actually going on. All right, so let's dive right in and get an idea. So narcissistic personality disorder, diagnostic criteria, number one, has a grandiose sense of self-importance. The example is exaggerates achievements and talents, expects to be recognized as superior without consumer achievements. So when you think of that, the person has a very broad sense of self, a very high look at themselves. Oftentimes, this is the idea of entitlement. This is the idea of, of engagement. This is the idea of someone being so full of themselves that they think they are the best at everything. You might see your person being the best at their job. Well, then why have they been fired five times? You might see them being the best with their romantic partner. Well, why is this number three? And so you'll see that they'll exaggerate a lot of their achievements and talents. They'll say they did this. They'll say they served in the military. They'll say that they ran this race. They'll say that they were top of their class in this regard. And they'll say all these things that might have an ounce of truth, but in reality aren't actually true at all. They want to be recognized as superior without the same achievements to them. So that was number one. Number two is preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. Now, it's the idea that they might be preoccupied with those different things. But when you think of it, success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. I know a lot of people that identify with them being with a narcissist that was 
consumed with the idea of ideal love. It's almost like they wanted to make the relationship perfect. They wanted to create the right scenario. They wanted to create this certain environment. And then when it didn't work, they're just like, I'm done. Like, you're not the person I want. I don't love you anymore. I don't care about you. And they just moved right on because you didn't fulfill their desires. You didn't fulfill what they were looking for. You didn't match up to their expectation that was ultimately unreasonable because there's this concept of ideal love. Number three is the DSM-5 diagnostic criteria. Number three, believes that he or she is special and unique and can be only understood by or should associate with other special or high status people or institutions. Narcissist feels like they are very special. Like they are the number one. They are the king of their universe and everybody else should bow down around them. They think that what they do should be given praise no matter how big or how small. They think that how they act and how they live should be applauded because of how special they are. That was number three. Number four goes right along with that idea of being special, requires excessive admiration. I mentioned how they want to be king and everybody kind of like worships them. That really sums it up. A, a narcissist wants to be the center of the universe and have everybody adore them, have everybody bow down to them, have everybody serve them. It is really almost like the concept and the thought behind it. Number five on the DSM-5 has a sense of entitlement. The example here, unreasonable expectations of especially favorable treatment or automatic compliance with his or her expectations. So the idea of entitlement can be easily portrayed in a relationship of what's yours is mine and what's mine is mine. That's like the narcissist mantra in relationships. Like you don't have your own thing. The narcissist has has their own thing, but 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 you don't have that. You don't have your private phone. You don't have your 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 private bank account. You don't have all this kind of stuff. But the narcissist does, and they also have access to all of yours. That sense of entitlement goes really deep in those kind of act, those type of situations. All right, moving on. Number six is interpersonally exploitative. So takes advantage of others to achieve his or her own ends. This is very true. And a lot of times people see this through manipulation, through gaslighting, through future faking, through lies. The idea of trying to take advantage of another person for the purpose of just getting what they want, for getting what they want out of another person. This is that idea of being exploitative, you know, taking advantage of others. Number seven, lacks empathy, is unwilling to recognize or identify with the needs and feelings of others. You see, a narcissist often gets labeled as having zero empathy. I'm not sure that they actually have zero empathy, but I do think there is a big aspect that they either have very little empathy or they actually have some aspect of empathy, but because of their stubbornness, because of their entitlement, because of everything else we just read, they're unwilling, it says right there, they're unwilling to recognize or identify with the feelings of others. Because why should I identify with someone else's opinion that's smaller than me? Why should I identify with someone who doesn't deserve the admiration that I deserve, the entitlement that I deserve on a day-to-day basis? Think about that for a little bit. Number eight is often envious of others or believes that others are envious of him or her. Sometimes people don't realize this in the narcissistic mindset, but a lot of times they attribute interactions with other people as coming back to themselves of either being envious of the other person, that for sure, but also envious of that others are envious of 
me. So as a narcissist, I'm walking down the street and I look and I see someone look over at me. They probably only glance at me for a second. They probably only make eye contact for a moment. But in my mind, I'm thinking like, yep, yep, they're looking at me. And I have that inflated sense of ego, that sense of entitlement, that sense of of self-worth, of specialness, of like that person was looking at me because of how awesome I am. That person was looking at me because they know I'm such an awesome person. It's pretty crazy, but that's oftentimes the thought process of a narcissist as they see other people see them. They can also be really envious of other people as well, but I want to bring that up because a lot of people don't touch into that very much. All right, so number nine, last one here. Shows arrogant and haughty behaviors or attitudes. I'm sure you guys have already seen this before. Narcissists often shows a lot of arrogance, a lot of pride, a lot of self-worth with not much to back it up and with not much to show for it. Um, that's narcissism. So that's the narcissistic personality defo- personality disorder defined by the DSM-5. A lot of times people talk about narcissism. They talk about traits. They talk about tendencies. They talk about all this different stuff. And sometimes they don't really know what it actually tracks back to, those nine things. So I hope, if anything, it's been informative for me to read them to you and kind of talk through and hopefully break them down just a little bit to give you like an idea. Um, It's something I've thought about doing even more of these just to be able to try to explain how it is and how it interacts on the day-to-day life. Because you might have heard some of these and you think like, oh, I identify with a couple of those or I think this person has a couple of those, but I'm not sure about one or two others. Or maybe you're like, that's spot on. Like you just read off, you know, the hell that I've been living over the past year, two years, five years, six months. If this is you, if you're dealing with a person who has these toxic traits or that you're confused of what's actually going on, we'd love to be able to talk to you and try to help give you clarity, try to help give you a perspective from the narcissist side of you as a self-aware narcissist being able to say, hey, this is what's going on. This is what you're struggling with. This is the trauma bond that they, that they put you in or whatever it might be. If that's you, then click on the link down below. So the Calendly.com link at Raw Motivations. I would love to be able to interact with you and just be able to help you kind of grow through this and process this. Because a lot of times people are trapped in a fog and they feel like trying to understand answers is literally just like grasping for air. Uh, If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or the um, Spotify, definitely leave us a review and let us know how we're doing because we're trying to build awareness, growth, healing, and change. Like and follow on other social media. Got TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Thanks so much.